Hello everyone, welcome to my podcast. Today's topic will be a little on the sensitive side, so if you cannot handle these things, please click out now or advise you to take precaution. Well, it is well known that adoption in the U.S. is extremely high and many children are born straight into the foster care system without being thought about twice. Today I will be explaining how teens are having unprotected sex leading to pregnancy and having to give their child up for adoption, and how children are treated so poorly in the system. This is quite an interesting topic because most teens are uneducated about the foster care system and are so quick to go with their child not knowing how bad of a life they might have. Let me start off by informing you guys about the adoption rates in the U.S. They're extremely high and are continuously rising. About 135,000 children are adopted in the United States each and every year. Adopting babies out of the foster care system is typically difficult because of a high demand and children in the foster care system often have very specific emotional and physical needs that some families may not fully equipped to handling. For example, there are a few behavioral challenges that are more prevalent in kids who have experienced abuse or neglect, like hygiene issues. Many kids who enter foster care have not been taught how to take care of their bodies. This can include brushing their teeth, brushing or combing their hair, bathing, and even wiping themselves properly after using the bathroom. There's also potty issues. Potty issues are often related to hygiene issues, but they deserve their own special mentioning. Kids in foster care may regress in terms of toilet training, avoid changing solid diapers or underwear, and wetting the bed. There's sleep issues. Many kids who have experienced trauma struggle with sleep because of lack of of space and attention, there is a loss of control that's required to fall asleep, and this can be terrifying for some kids. Food issues. Many kids are picky or opinionated eaters. For example, nearly every toddler I've ever met. But sometimes, kids in foster care struggle with food issues that go far beyond the typical. And lastly, anxiety. Foster kids live in a perpetual state of limbo, so it's no wonder they struggle with anxiety. At some point, they were removed from their parents' care, likely without any warning. But there's always a way to adopt if that's what you're determined to do. There are many ways a family can grow through adoption, the three most common being domestic infant adoption, foster care adoption, and international adoption. Each of these types has its own set of advantages, disadvantages, and necessary and necessary steps to complete the process. You may be asking, what do these mean? Well, domestic infant adoption or private domestic adoption refers to the placement of a US-born infant for adoption by their birth parents, who legally consent to the adoption with an adopted family of their choosing. Foster care adoption is honestly what it sounds like. Kids are typically adopted from foster care from the ages of toddlers through 21 years of age. Last but not least, international adoption is adding a child to your family. It's making a lifelong commitment to another human being. It's having a willingness to persistently work to overcome any challenges that arise both before and after adoption. It's opening your heart to a different culture and another country. According to the conversation in 2005, nearly 46,000 children were adopted internationally worldwide. Roughly half of these children found home in the United States. International adoptions have gone up to 12,000 just as of 2015. There are obvious reasons some families choose international adoption. International adoption has more predictable wait times and costs. Therefore, it can be more desirable than the more unpredictable time frames and costs of domestic or foster care adoptions. 
Expanding on this topic, before adopting, it would be helpful if you kept these statistics in mind. Of non-step parent adoptions, about 59% are from the child welfare or foster system, 26% are from other countries, and 15% are voluntary relinquished American babies. And more than 60% of children in foster care spend two to five years before even getting adopted. Some never even get adopted. Although no more than 2% of Americans have actually adopted, more than one-third have considered it. That's like one out of three kids in a classroom have considered adopting another child. One out of every 25 U.S. families with children have an adopted child. According to the U.S., about half of these have both biological and adopted children. Before speaking about my next topic, as of right now, there are a total of 428,000 children in foster care in the U.S. So maybe you'll think twice about going to adopt one. Hey everyone, welcome back from that short break. Before explaining my next topic, I would like to say thank you to everyone who has ever adopted a child or brought a quote-unquote stranger into their home to raise. Not flesh of my flesh, nor bone my bone, but still miraculously my own. Never forget for a single minute, he didn't grow under my heart, but in it. Was said by Fleur Conkling Heigler. Now moving on, on to teen pregnancy and how the rates in the United States are higher than any other country and are continuously rising. Did you know 3 in 10 teen American girls will get pregnant at least 20? That's nearly 750,000 teen pregnancies every single year. About 82% of those teen pregnancies are unintentional. It's a crazy thing to think about, but the United States has one of the highest teen pregnancy rates in the Western industrialized world. According to data released from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, teen pregnancy rates in the United States have fallen in recent years, but the country still has a higher rate than any other developed country in the world. Many still are battling over the best way to prevent teen pregnancy, but blame the continued high rate in the United States. Abstinence-only programs are favored in some areas, but education and improved access to contraceptions are supported in. Following on this topic, if a teen uses no method, also known as no contraceptives, they have an 85% chance of getting pregnant within a year. Using anything is way more effective than that 85% risk. But Lindenberg noted that just as for older women, teens should be offered a full choice of contraceptives rather than the researchers from the Gut Mature Institute and Columbia University found that. Improvement in the contraceptive use made a tremendous reduction over the five-year period. This means if teens are having the same amount of sex but are getting pre- pregnant less often, it is due to the use of contraception, says Laura Lendingbird, the study's lead author and gut mature researcher. In 2008, the teen pregnancy rate among African-American and Hispanic teen girls ages 15 to 19 was over two and a half times higher than the teen pregnancy rate among white teen girls of the same age group. Then in the year of 2017, the birth rates of Hispanic teens a total of 28.9% and non-Hispanic black teens a total of 27.5% were more than two times higher than the rate for non-Hispanic white teens a total of 13.2%. A total of 194,377,000 babies were born this same year to females ages from 15 to 19 years 
for a birth rate of 18.8 per 1,000 women in this age group. Of those 194, 377 American teen girls who got pregnant each year, 5% put their babies up for adoption. Many girls also have an abortion, but that is a whole other topic I won't be able to get into today. I am not finding pregnancy much of a joy. I am afraid of childbirth, but I am afraid I can't find a way of avoiding it. This quote was said by a future teen mom named Bridget Bardock. To sum up this topic, 58% single parents struggle to raise their babies while trying to finish school and hold down jobs. Approximately 70% of teenage girls who actually give birth leave school. More than any other group of high school dropouts, girls who leave due to pregnancy report that they would have stayed in school if they have received greater support from the adults at school. Only about two-thirds of children born to teen mothers are in a high school diploma compared to 81% of their peers with older parents. Before moving on, I would like to say that pregnancy as a teen must be a very difficult thing, but I still don't agree with them giving up their children to complete strangers. This topic is going to be how terrible children are treated in the system. While in the foster care system, a child will attend school, live with the foster family, and receive medical care and social services. The social worker assigned to the child's case will routinely check in with the child to see how she or he is adjusting. You may be wondering, how is this a bad thing? The thing is, the social worker is only checking on the child once in a while. How would they know if these things are happening? Many children in the foster care are terrified of speaking up for themselves and never tell anyone. Many of America's child welfare systems are badly broken and children can suffer serious harm as a result. For example, this, the statistics show nearly one half of children who die from abuse and neglect every year are under a year old. Some children who died from abuse and neglect were already known to Child Protective Services, also known as CPS agencies. Child abuse reports involve 7.5 million children. Data shows that 91.6% of child maltreatment victims were maltreated by one or both parents. You may have made many thoughts going through your head like, who are these people doing these terrible things? Well, 83%, which is more than four-fifths of perpetrators were between the ages of 18 and 44. 54.1%, which is more than one-half of perpetrators, were women. 45% of the perpetrators were men, and about 0.9% were of the own unknown sex. Abused children are 25% more likely to experience teen pregnancy. Abused teens are more likely to engage in sexual risk-taking behaviors, putting them at greater risk for STDs. About 30% of those abused and neglected children and teens will later abuse their own children, continuing the horrible cycle of abuse. In at least one study, about 80% of 21-year-olds that were abused as a child met criteria for at least one psychological disorder. The financial cost of child abuse and neglect in the United States is estimated at $585 billion. Furthermore, these children and teens are bounced from one foster care placement to another never knowing when their lives will be uprooted next.
taught in schools at least once or twice a year, and by the time they age out of the system, over one-third will have experienced five or more school moves. Children are estimated to lose four to six months of academic progress per move, which puts most children in the system can move from foster home to foster home an average of four to six times. Some children will move more than 15 times. Children spend an average of 28 months in the foster system. 42% of them will drop out of high school. Besides all of this, kids in foster care tend to run away. Most children who run away, away from their foster care placement have been placed over three times. Most runaway youths, regardless of whether they ran away from their biological parents or foster parents, struggle with substance abuse and mental health issues. The girls are more likely to run away from foster care than boys, and they are more likely to be African American or Latino. Many of these kids run away because they suspect that they are not safe or they just feel unsafe. Imagine being beaten up every day for something you didn't do, and yet, when it's over, you can smile. This was said by a foster care that ended up committing suicide. That's what every day of Donna's life was like. His death was a small death. No one mourned his passing. Merely agreed it was for the best that he had been forgotten as quickly as possible, since his life was misspent. It is extremely sad to hear that quote, and it brought me to tears while reading it. As a result, the system is not only a terrible place for a kid to be, but the statistics and facts spoken earlier even shocked me, and I can't believe how badly these children are treated. It was shown that a great percentage of teens and children are abused and neglected in a system most people think is quote-unquote great. This topic was very hard for me to talk about, and I hope you guys learned as much as I did. I don't know about you guys, but if it was up to me, there would be no such thing as the foster care system. Everyone would be required to keep their children if they brought them into this world. I understand that it may be an expense to provide for a child, but it is extremely sad to think that kids are treated so badly in a system created by our own government. Love isn't money, and what a child really needs is love and affection. That you can ever do for a child. No child or teenager should ever have to feel unwanted or like they weren't good enough just because they were put up for adoption. I've always thought if you know you won't be able to help them, why even take the chances and do things that would lead you to putting them in that position? Thank you guys for watching, and this was Samara Bennett. I'll see you guys next time.